Good morning, everyone. Today we continue in Ether, chapters 6 through 11. We're going to break down our study into some topic headings. The shore, the journey, the promised land, and the beginning of the end. So let's start with the shore. This will be a little bit of a review, but it's important to remember it for the context as we go forward. Now, if you'll remember, they settled on the shore of the ocean. You know, it must have been beautiful there. Maybe sandy beaches, shell searches at sunrise, tropical fruit, maybe some coconuts, ocean sunsets, you get the picture. I assume it was beautiful because they stayed there content for four years. Remember the brother Jared had become very casual in his religious habit of prayer and the Lord had a long three-hour talk with him about it. He repented and when he started once again to pray to the Lord, we were, they were then in the position to progress again. They'd been stuck where they were for four years. But the Lord had other things in mind for them. So the lesson from the shore, if we want to progress, we cannot become casual with our covenants or with our relationship with the Lord. Now it's time for the journey. The boats are built. The problems are addressed. Remember that they had no light, no air, no steering. And the Lord told them what to do about two of those things. And the light problem was given to the brother of Jared to figure out a solution. You remember that story. So now it's time to leave. Imagine you're standing on that shore looking out over the ocean. There are homemade wooden boats. They're fully loaded. We've even got animals. You don't know how long the journey will take. You've likely in the last four years seen some pretty strong storms on the ocean. What's going through your mind as you get ready to step into one of those boats? So our lesson here is, do you have boat boarding faith? If not, what can you do to strengthen your faith? The journey was not a cruise ship joy cruise. It's described with things such as furious winds, tossed on the waves, buried in the depths of the sea. This was a rough trip. It wasn't an occasional bad storm. This was constant. Having taken a cruise to Alaska and being so seasick I thought I'd die, I can't even imagine how rough this was. On our trip, we knew when it would end. They had no idea how long they would be in this situation. The record tells us that they were in the journey 344 days. You find that interesting that someone was keeping track of the days? Day after day after day of furious winds being tossed, being buried, and not knowing when it'll end? There's another lesson here. Have you ever felt tossed, buried, blown in a trial? You have no idea when it's going to end? The interesting thing about this story is they had glowing rocks in the boats. Now I'm sure they knew the story of those rocks. Those rocks giving light, reminding them of the rock 
our Redeemer, who brought them on this journey and who is supplying them with light. In our trials, we look to our rock, our Redeemer, and know all storms end, all rough journeys have an end, and our Good Shepherd is watching over us. Even in 2020, when maybe you have felt the pandemic trial, his light is there. Now to the promised land. They're finally there. Land, not just any land. The land promised to them to be more choice than any other land. The journey is over. You step off the boat onto land. What is the first thing you think and do? Do you kiss the ground? Do you have a party? It's interesting what they did. In Ether 6 through 9, 6, 9 through 12, we read. They did sing praises unto the Lord. Yea, the brother of Jared did sing praises unto the Lord. He did thank and praise the Lord all day long. And when the night came, they did not cease to praise the Lord. And thus they were driven forth, and no monster of the sea could break them, neither whale that could mar them. And they did not have and they did have light continually, whether it was above the water or under the water. And thus they were driven forth 344 days upon the water. And they did land upon the shore of the promised land, and when they'd set their feet upon the shores of the promised land, they bowed themselves down upon the face of the land, and did humble themselves before the Lord, and did shed tears of joy before the Lord because of the multitude of his tender mercies over them. First and foremost, they sang praises to the Lord. They bowed down and humbled themselves before the Lord in gratitude and thanksgiving. And all this because of the tender mercies of the Lord for them. Have you ever kept a journal of the tender mercies of the Lord in your life? Well, the record goes on to describe their life. They tilled the ground and planted crops. They had children and built a community. In verse 17, we learn that they were a righteous people. And they were taught to walk humbly before the Lord. And they were also taught from on high. Now, the brother of Jared began to get old. So we look in the verses 19 through 30 to see what he does. In verse 19, he's, he knows he's dying. And he says, gather all the people. Let's take a census, essentially. We're going to number them and figure out what they want us to do before we die. So the people gathered, and the number of sons and daughters of the brother of Jared were 22 souls. The number of sons and daughters of Jared were 12 he having four sons. It came to pass that they numbered their people, and after they had numbered them, they wanted to know, what do you want us to do before we die? Well, the people said, we want you to pick somebody, um, one of your sons, to be a king over us. Now, they weren't happy with this idea, and the brother of Jared said, this is going to lead to captivity. But Jared said to his brother, if they want a king, give them a king. 
So he said, okay, so choose among our sons a king, whoever you want. And it came to pass that they chose the firstborn of the brother of Jared. His name was Pagag. And it came to pass that he refused. Uh, I'm not going to be your king. So the people wanted his father to make him do it. And his father said, no, no, we're not going to make anyone be your king. So they chose all the brothers of Pagog, and they all said, nope. And neither would the sons of Jared, except for one, Orihah. And so he was appointed to be king over the people. And he began to reign, and the people began to prosper. They became exceedingly rich. Jared died. His brother died. And Orihah did walk humbly before the Lord and did remember the great things the Lord had done for his father and taught his people how great things the Lord had done for their fathers. The lesson there, stay close to the Lord and watch for his tender mercies in your story. If you keep a journal of those, you can look over those through the years and gather great strength. Our last section, the beginning of the end. So as time goes on, we see the people stray. In chapter 8, we meet a girl, the daughter of Jared. Her father wanted to be king and wasn't, and she devises a way to make that happen. She introduces secret combinations to the society and through murder and sin accomplishes her desires. It's more involved, but you you can study that. Verses 18 through 19 describes how the Lord looks on secret combinations. And it came to pass that they formed a secret combination, even as they of old, which combination is most abominable and wicked above all in the sight of God. For the Lord worketh not in secret combinations, neither doth he will that man should shed blood, but in all things hath forbidden it from the beginning of man. It is these secret combinations which destroy this entire people in the end. Lesson, one person, and in this case it was one girl, has great power for good or evil. Sister Elaine Dalton pointed out, I truly believe that one virtuous young woman or young man led by the Spirit can change the world. Be that one young woman or young man. So the challenge question, name one thing you've been thankful for during this year's trial that we've all been through with the pandemic. Well, have a great week, everyone, and remember to follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.